Hello, and welcome to Increasing Faith's podcast, where we walk by faith and not by sight. We're so happy you found us. We exist to reach people with the love of God, to serve those in our community, and to empower God's people to become agents of change. Have you been inspired to reach higher, to push beyond your current circumstances? Or have we helped you get to that aha moment? Then share this with a friend. We can't wait to see you soon. God bless. Panic. Oh, man, I tell you what, you can cause more, more, more issues and problems. I work in that arena oftentimes. Well, not so much oftentimes, but I see it all the time. Amen. So I thank God for some training with me. <laughs> I just wish I was 10 years younger and I could catch her, you know. But I guess that's old father time, right? Your mind tell you, but your body's saying, we'll get there. <laughs> Amen. Somebody said God is a healer. I'm going to pray for her universally. Father God, I thank you, dear God, for healing her body. I thank you, God, for taking care of her. When she goes now to be examined, everything is going to be fine and everything is going to be okay because it is. Father, we know that you are the God of healing. We also know that you are the God of restoration. So, God, I thank you for healing her body. She will not experience this anymore. It was exposed. It was exposed. It was exposed. It was hiding, but it was exposed. And I need somebody to shout, she is okay. Somebody shout again, she is okay. If you really believe that, come on, let's make some noise and shout, he is okay. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Well, now, we're going to go now back in towards our communion. I believe that we have a reason to communicate with God, amen. Amen. The Bible declares now in Matthew's gospel, chapter 26, verse 17 and verse 30 it says now the first day of the feast of the unleavened bread the disciples came to jesus saying unto him will where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the passover and this is the king james version and he said go into the city to such a man and say unto him the master saith, my time is at hand I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them. And they made ready the Passover. Now when the evening was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they did eat, he said, Truly or verily I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, he that dips his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The son of man goes as it is written of him, but woe unto the man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, You have said it. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take it, eat. 
this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it for this is my blood of the renewed testament which is shed for many for the remissions of sin but i say unto you i will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when i drink it new with you in my father's kingdom and when they had sung a hymn they went out into the mount of olives i want to read one more for you amen and and that'll be it I'm going to read John chapter 6, verses 32 and verse 35. And it reads, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and gives life unto the world. Then said unto him, Lord, even more, give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Amen. We're now going to get ready to partake in this beautiful communion. And all those who are willing and ready to partake, you may stand. And you will come as directed by Miss Cookie. Amen. And after you grab your belongings you will take them back to your seat and and be directed as such amen amen yes yes oh look at that big baby there amen amen we're gonna start here amen She can come. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Amen. Najee. <laughs> okay. Okay. Get yours. Okay. And you can set it back. Oh, no. Right on time. <laughs> Is the bottom open? All right. All right. All right. Amen. Amen. Everyone is prepared. Got it. <laughs> Amen. I'm believing God. How many of you ever had a chance to truly take 
the Passover meal. Have you? Yeah, you haven't. Some of you got. Charlene and I, we had the opportunity to actually take the meal itself. And if you've never done that, man, I tell you what, that's something that's transformational. Amen. This is good. This is all right. But you don't really get the effect of what really happened until you actually sit down to take the meal itself. It's extremely transformational. Because what you're doing is you're eating the exact thing <laughs> that they ate. One of these days, amen, and I know it's kind of hard because of the space that we're in. But that's something that I want us to experience together. I want us to experience the actual meal. Not This is okay because this is actually economical. But the meal itself is something that. If you're having a hard time believing in Christ, and once you experience that, you won't really have a difficult time because you'll get the true meaning. He went through a very stressful time. When you got a friend that's eating out the same life that you're eating out of and been with you and learned from you, but yet stabbed you in your back and you still love them. That's something that, mm, hallelujah. Take this in your hand, which we call the bread, and go ahead and eat. Mm. Amen. Now take the cup, which symbolizes the sacrifice of blood, and drink. With this, you got to chew a little bit, right? I said, ooh, that's strong, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. After you've already eaten and drank, it's going to come around for you to pass your items in. Amen. And while you're doing that, I'm going to pray over you. Is that all right? Amen. I said, is that all right? Amen. Father God, I thank you for this. Father God, I know it may seem small, but the purpose of it is extremely large. I thank you, God, for the body, the bread, the body that was sacrificed for us. I thank you, dear God, for the blood that was shed that was sacrificed for us to let us know that obedience and sacrifice goes hand in hand. So as Christ's body was broken and the blood poured out for us, and therefore we learn obedience and sacrifice, Father, teach us that we must also do the same. In Jesus the Christ's name we pray. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. Come on and give him a hand clap of praise. That's it. Amen. 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 We have believe now we're going in, we're going forward now. Praising. We're going forward. Amen. Amen. We're going to get into the word now. But before we get into the word, I want to share a video with you. Amen. Now understand that this video is a little bit graphic. Amen. But I want I want it. I wanted the video to speak directly to us in our world today. All right. By no means this video is meant to offend anyone. By no means this video is to make you feel uncomfortable. But there is a deep message in this video. You may even see some languages in the video that's kind of scratched out. Amen. In no way the, this video is meant to offend anyone. 
But the video is meant to speak directly to the time in which we are living in. Amen. If we are ready, then we can go ahead and play it. Amen. Ready? Got the white microphone. Okay. I think this one dying. Amen. 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 A little bit strong. Amen. A little bit strong. But I want it to be strong. Because this is what people deal with every day. Your children deals with this 
every day. You who are adults, you deal with this every day. There may be an individual in this place right now that's dealing with this. And they, don't, they not only deal with this sometimes, but they deal with it every day. Or you have found in your own personal life that you've dealt with this at one period, point, and time in your life. What are we talking about? We're talking about the makeup artist. I want you to go with me over to a scripture that we are going to read. Amen. And we're going to look at 1 Kings. I'm going to step back and read this with you. 1 Kings chapter 19 and it says, Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. And how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Now Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid. Elijah, the prophet, the man of God. He was afraid and he arose and ran for his life. And came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. This is Elijah the prophet. Can you see that? Verse 4. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. This is the prophet Elijah, the man of God. He had laid down and slept under a broom tree, and behold, an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was at his head a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. And he ate and drank and laid down again, depressed. And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. And he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mount of God. Amen. I want us to now look at the next chapter and verse. 2 Kings 9, 30 and 37 said, And when Jehu was come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her face and tied her head and looked out a window. And as Jehu entered in at the gate, she said, Had Zimbri peace who slew his master and he lift up his face to the window and said who is on my side who and there looked out to him three two or three eunuchs and he said throw her down so they threw her down and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses and he trod under her foot and when he was come in, he did eat and drink and said, Go see now this cursed woman and bury her. 
for she is a king's daughter. And they went to bury her, but they found no more of her than skull and the feet and the palm of her hand. Wherefore they came again and told him, and he said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spake by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, In the portion of Jezreel shall dogs eat the flesh of Jezebel. And the carcass of Jezebel shall be as dung upon the face of the field in the portion of Jezreel, so that they shall not say, This is Jezebel. Yes. Father God, I thank you all over this place for your word that will be spoken in the lives of your people. Let the word touch their heart like never before, for they came with purpose and reason. Let them see the truth in their word and not be afraid, but to come closer to you even the more, knowing that you are a God of grace and mercy. As I decrease, I pray now that your spirit may increase in me to speak freely to these your precious people. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. The makeup artist is just what I want to spend just a few moments with you on. You've seen the video, haven't you? And the video should have given you revelation. A church purpose is not to teach you information. But the church's purpose is to give you revelation. Say revelation is important. Yeah, you can go anywhere to find information. You can go take a class to find information. You can get into a conversation to find information. You can even read a book. But the difference with the church and any other organization and institution is that the church should not teach information. The church should teach revelation. In other words, revealing to you the presence of God. Revealing to you the signs and the mysteries and the wonders of God. So in other words, when you leave a church gathering, your hindsight, your spiritual growth should be more. If you believe that, say amen. If a church is not teaching you the revelation of God, then you cannot grow spiritually. That's the sole purpose of the church. And the effect of gaining the revelation of God is you see your personal life growing like never before. You see your finances. You see your health. You see your mind. You see your family. You see just your individual identity. There is something about you begin to blossom like never before. You really begin to find out exactly who you are. Once you begin to see the revelation of God, what happens is you begin to see yourself in him. You are no longer confused about your purpose. You are no longer confused about your reason. You are no longer confused about why you are here. One of the most saddest things is to wake up in the morning and be going through life as usual, like a hamster that's going around in a little wheel. Have you ever been there? Say I. Maybe, really, you haven't, and you're only saying this because I'm asking you to say this, but I've really been there. I've been there where I once believed in the church, but then the word that I was receiving from the church was keeping me as a hamster in the wheel. I depended upon education, but then the career that I chose seemed like it, I was a hamster caught into the wheel. It seemed like everything that I put my faith into that helped me, it seemed like it institutionalized me and kept me in a wheel, kept going round and round and round and round and round in a circle and never seeing no kind of results. I was dreaming, I was hoping, I was wishing, I had a fire, but there was no word, there was no revelation to match or to become synonymous with that desire so it feel like over time the desire just died have you ever been there say i 
But it's one thing, it is one thing that when you can hear a word to reveal to you exactly who you are. Hey, man, you might go 10 years, you might go 15 years. And in the 15 years, you dealt with some ups and downs. And the ups and downs could have been so strong in your life over the 10 years, over the 5 years. And it really don't even take that long. It could have been a year and you will forget or you have forgotten about the very desire that was a fire in you when you was 18 the desire that was a fire in you when you was 21 the desire that was a fire in you when you was 25 or some 30 years old doesn't matter how old you are now but I am asking you has the fire died mm, somebody say the makeup artist so what happens when an individual can't find their purpose or they have forgotten their purpose? They go through life trying to find out who they are. If you've ever been there, say I. Oh, maybe you don't want to say that. Say I have. Been there. I'm saying that you have been there because I believe by faith you are not there anymore. Amen. But maybe you might know somebody. Maybe you might know a family, a friend, a co-worker or somebody that's going through this. So maybe the message may not be exactly for you, but maybe you can still use the message to help somebody else. Amen. So I've been there in my life where it seemed like I didn't know nothing. I, I didn't know it. I had a desire, but I didn't know how to, to achieve it. I had a desire, but I didn't know how to get it. So what happened is, was I was going through life. Wanting a desire, but didn't really believe that I could get it. So then I had an emptiness on the inside. And I went through years and I went through years and I went through years with the emptiness on the inside. And when I've had and when I had that emptiness on the inside, it caused me to begin to gravitate towards other characters, other identities, trying to build myself. And when you begin to do that at a very young age, and now you are a grown up person where nobody really can tell you nothing. You don't got to listen to nobody because you're grown. You can come and go as you please. I can do whatever I want to do, when I can do it, and how I can do it, when I can do it. And I ain't really got to answer to nobody. I mean, I can screw my life up, and I don't got to answer to nobody. I can drink when I want to drink. I can smoke when I want to smoke. I can fight who I want to fight. I can cuss who I want to cuss. And mom and them can't tell me nothing. And I couldn't wait that I get out of mama's house so I can do exactly what I want to do. You don't want to be held accountable is what you're really saying. You're tired of people holding you accountable. But in this life of success, tell your neighbor somebody got to hold you accountable. Because we are not responsible to hold ourselves accountable. So somebody got to hold you accountable. We call it R-U-L-E-S. What does that spell, class? There you go. If you want to be successful in life, you're going to have to surround yourself with, around what's called rules. You'll find an individual that are not successful in life. They're not successful in life because they hate rules. I hate the po po. I hate the police. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. When you find folks who say that. Those individuals, when you really look at their life, their life is all out of control. I am the police, if you didn't know. <laughs> I'm not coming back to his church. He's a police. Well, you know, whatever. You're going to meet him anyway. I mean, you know, you see him, well, whatever, okay. But uh, <laughs> here we come to find out and realize that throughout life, what happens is we take on images. We take on characteristics. And we, be, we start becoming things that we're not. We start doing things that we never would have done. Going down pathways and roads that's really never been meant for you to go down. We begin to become this individual that we are not. 
And then when it's really time for us to find out who we are, we have a difficult time. And the reason why we have a difficult time, because for 10 years of your life, you've been painting the hurt. For 20 years of your life, you've been painting the shame. For five years of your life, you've been covering up the guilt. Painting your lips, fixing your hair, cutting your hair in a certain way so that you won't look like you're broken. But when the makeup is off and you get back in the privacy of your home and nobody can see you, you become this lonely, broken, shame individual, lonely and lost, desperate for change, but really don't know how to pursue it. Have you ever been there? Yeah, maybe you haven't because you came straight from heaven perfect and you've never committed a sin in your life. You're the next closest thing to Christ. Like it's Christ and then it's you. <laughs> but I've been there. And if you are not careful, you have to fight that mindset even now. Paying more attention to the outskirts of life but not paying attention to what's the here. We buy clothes that has nothing to do with our destiny. We fix ourselves that has nothing to do with our, and I'm not telling you not to wear makeup. I'm not telling you guys not to style your hair because you're supposed to invest in yourself. But makeup is not meant <laughs> to make you a totally different person. It's not meant that way. Makeup is not meant to make you a total different person. You was once A, you put the makeup on, you are B. Don't you know that is demonic? Don't get it twisted now. If you are in here and you have a makeup business, I'm not telling you to close down your business. I'm using a point to show you the spiritual truth. I've watched this thing called Instagram, TikTok. And I've seen certain women on there. I probably wouldn't take her home to daddy. But when she put the makeup on, whoa, who is that? I had to go back and replay it time. Have you ever seen those TikTok? And I had to replay it time and time again. And there ain't no way that's the same person. Boy, you ain't going to tell me that's the same person. But it is. That individual feels good for a moment. But the, it, it, the, you, you got to wipe it off. I mean, you can't sleep with that. And I, maybe you can. We don't know. So I'm saying we don't know. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. We don't know. But maybe there's some makeup out there that you can sleep with it on. Like you ain't never got to wash your face. You ain't never got to do any of that. It just plaster on your face I don't think that's good for your pores right so you got to wipe that thing off sometime right I'm right and when you wipe it off what do you see or somebody you hate it's supposed to enhance who you are already if you believe you're beautiful come on make some noise Yeah, it's supposed to enhance yourself. In fact, 
you should get in the mindset to say, I really don't need this thing. I could put on a little lip gloss and be all right. But it ain't nothing wrong with putting a little paint on your eye. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I don't know what you call it. But ain't nothing wrong with putting a little paint on your eye. Uh, Eyeshadow. A little paint on your face. Stuff like that. Well, that's what the Bible said. The Bible says she painted her face. Didn't say she used rouge. Do they, do they still call it rouge? Blush? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Bless this man of God. I don't know. I mean, it would be something wrong if I'm up here and I can tell you guys all of Yeah, you know, it's blush. And, you know, just a little. I, but I can't tell you that. You can't tell him that, right? I mean, grandma when them used to call it rouge. Take that rouge off your face and stuff like that, you know. But they call it blush now. But it's really rouge, to be honest with you. It's rouge. That's what they call rouge. Amen. Amen. No, I don't, I don't know the term. Amen. That's what they say, rouge. And what's the stuff to go over the eye? Eyeshadow. And, and the stuff to make your eyelashes long, what's that? That's the mascara with the eyelashes? Okay. Mama had that. That's the stuff you... And you, it make your eyelash curl up, right? <laughs> you ain't got to do that no more, buddy. The only thing they got to do is go boop by it. It's quicker. It's bam. And then they got the different levels of them, right? They got the level. The level. If it rain, you ain't got to worry about getting your lip wet. It's like an umbrella. <laughs> Just don't let a strong wind come. A strong wind come, boy. I believe it will snatch that. Huh? Come out the bathroom and one twist this way, another twist that. Let me leave y'all alone, man. Let's say comedy, comedy section, you know. And you think you all right and people looking at you funny. But you can't tell if it mess up because it's so heavy on your eye anyway. <laughs> Amen. Bless God. Bless God. Bless God. It's all right. <laughs> bless God. Amen. But that's what they do now. That's what they do, man. They spend all kind of money to look good. And then I remember when wigs, wigs, man, listen, the only folk who used to wear wigs was grandmama now. Y'all know I'm right. The only folk that wore wigs was grandma. So it wasn't cool to wear a wig. I'm not, I'm not, you might have one on now. I'm not hitting you like that, okay? All right? I'm not hitting you like that, okay? If you got one on, it's cool. But what I'm trying to say, back in the days, it, you know, grandmama done wore that. Like you had to been on the usher board, the mother's committee, they wore wigs. Now wigs cool as I don't know what. Wigs are in style. See what I'm saying? Wigs are in style, but, that, but still you got to fix your hair. You got to fix it underneath it. Because if you marry, and you, you got to take, I'm right or wrong, my brother. You, well, you don't got to worry about that because your wife natural. <laughs> she said something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you still got to have it at least right. In other words, don't sell a man a dream. You understand? Don't sell him a dream and that's just all it is. Because that will send you to divorce court. Hey, Amen. Tell your neighbor you got to be authentic. Hey, Amen. So. <clears throat> What I'm talking about, makeup artists, is a little bit different than style, weave, and those particular things. You know, when I was in school and, and the girls would wear weave, like, you know, we would kind of tease them. You got that weave in your hair. And boys would try to come and 
and snatch on the, snatch on the weave and pull it out. You see what I'm saying? I'm, that's what we used to do, all right? But now those things are cool now. It's in style. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there is something wrong with it when a person has devalued themselves because they really don't think that they're beautiful. They really don't think that they're authentic. They really don't love themselves. So they need all of those things now in the wrong way. That's not healthy for you. It is so bad because men really don't even know how to value women now. They value women now by her appearance, not by her head. They don't even want to take the time to hold a conversation with a woman. When I was looking for a wife, she had one time to say something crazy out of her mouth. And I've been gone. I'm gone. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to put myself through that. So I needed somebody that had some intellect. That if I'm having a conversation about the sun, she's not looking at the sun and calling the sun the moon. I needed somebody that I could conversate with. I could have a conversation with. Amen. Because anybody can paint their face. Anybody can perm their hair. Anybody can wear afro. Whatever they want to do. But I wasn't really keen. And it was all right. I mean, she had to look nice. But what's in here? What will she be teaching my children? Can she be the example that the church needs to be? Amen. If you believe that, say amen. The makeup artist living a lie because you're afraid of the truth. Praising God out of talent, but not praising God out of truth. Really can't get into worship because we are plastered with a lie. Difficult for God to really get his word to us. Because he has to fight through the lies. Only because we are afraid to be hurt. Not really knowing that it is you who are hurting yourself. <sighs> Creating me a clean what? When we say be yourself, do we really know what that means? It's really hard. And you have to fight through the layers of makeup. Ah, man. What is it that we're dealing with, church? Is this all right this morning? You are dealing with what's called a spirit. And that spirit is called Jezebel. There are certain names that the government will not even let you name your kid. Like you can't name them Hitler. You can't name him Lucifer. Like, can you imagine my boy named Lucifer? Lucifer, can you please come to the principal office? <laughs> That's not going to be good. Or Hitler. Now, what's the name of your boy? Hitler. Hitler Snyder. Well, that's just not going to be right. So there are certain names that the government has banned that you cannot use. You can't even use that name. Jezebel is one. Jezebel is a very dangerous spirit. Very dangerous. It's a spirit that loves control and dominance. The Jezebel spirit is a spirit that seeks to get in leadership. It seeks to get in places of influence. Places such as marriages, 
If you're not careful, you will find a Jezebel spirit. Any place of power, any place of influence, the spirit of Jezebel is there. In church, why does that spirit fight pastors so much? Because pastors are very influential. You have one person with one mic, with one voice that's speaking into your life, that has the power to shift the atmosphere in your life. Don't you think that Jezebel going to be there? The president of the United States. The spirit of Jezebel is there. The spirit of Jezebel is always in the place of influence. It's in the place of education. It's in the police department. It's in the lawyers. Any person that seems to have some kind of level of influence, you'll find the spirit of Jezebel. So Jezebel was married to King Ahab, a king. But the king didn't have the power to influence nobody. It was the spirit that was influencing the king. And that spirit is so strong and so dangerous that it could even cause a man of God to fear for his life. Now you got to know the story of Elijah. Before Elijah was running from, from Queen Jezebel, understand what happened before that. Elijah had just called down fire from heaven. You didn't get that. The man just petitioned God, prayed to God, and this man summons fire. I'm not talking about you lighting a match and then fire came from heaven. Imagine me preaching the word of God. And I say, Father, show up right now. Send your fire down from heaven. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, fire come. Two things going to happen. Either you want to join this church or you going to run. And you will never talk to me ever again. But this man prayed fire to come down from heaven. The same man of God, Elijah. Whom God heard his prayer. And sent that fire down from heaven is now running for his life all because of a woman that threatened his life. He was so messed up in the head that he asked God to go ahead and kill me. I might as well go ahead and die. And the only thing the woman said is I'm going to do to you what I did to the mother prophets. And that shook him. Bro, you just called fire down from heaven and a woman who got really no power. She ain't stronger than God. You running? Hiding up under a tree? Wanting to die? Because this woman said that I'm going to take your life the way I took the other? Bro, you just called fire. If you had a friend that was a man of God. No, wait, no. If I call fire down from heaven, you know I'm your brother, you my sister. And I just call fire down from heaven. And then you see me up underneath an oak tree. Sitting down, depressed, and you say, well, Frank, what's wrong with you? Hey, man, Pastor Keisha, this, this, this woman says she's going to take my life. For what? Man, you know, because I'm obeying God. I don't know why I should live. I might just go ahead and die. Now, you tell me right now what's going to go through your head. Because something wrong with me. Because, boy, I just seen you call fire down from heaven. What I'm saying is, it's not the woman 
but it is it was the spirit within that woman that was just that powerful that it caused a man of God who just touched God to begin to doubt himself instantly tell your neighbor you don't know what you're playing with that was something serious right there now this is not a message that I want to scream and yell this is some revelation that I want to get to you we are playing with forces that we think is a joke don't you know that Jesus never bothered the devil he wasn't going around trying to find him he wasn't going out trying to call him out the grave he wasn't fasting 40 days and 40 nights to go on a witch hunt Satan had a place and Christ had a place he only dealt with Satan when Satan crossed over his line. This is heavy stuff. So even if Christ himself respected Satan, why don't we? Do what? The Bible says give no room to the enemy. I mean give him no place in your life. But you don't go out calling his name. Satan, I command you to come out. Jesus wasn't going around doing that. Jezebel's spirit is a very dangerous spirit. Nothing to play with. In the book of Daniel, chapter 7, in which we, is this, is this helping you? I just want to teach you revelation. In the book of Daniel, chapter 7, Daniel began to talk about a beast. And he said that this beast had ten horns. And among the ten horns, there rose a small horn. Which made the ten horns to have eleven. But the, but the 11th horn was so small that it went unrecognized. Nobody ever paid it any attention. But Daniel began to say that this 11th horn had a mouth. Say, I know y'all ain't never heard me teach like this before, but I want to teach you revelation. That this particular horn, if you can find the chapter in uh, Daniel chapter 7, it had a mouth. It had eyes and it had a mouth. And not only it had eyes and it had mouth, the description says that it began to speak. All other horns couldn't speak, but this particular horn, the little horn that was among the ten horns, it spoke. And it was speaking blasphemous things. In fact, the blasphemous things that it was speaking was it came in the image of the church, but it was not. This is just the introduction of what you get in the day. It came in the image of righteous, but it wasn't righteous. It came in the image of what appears to be anointed, but it wasn't anointed. It came in the image of a prophet, but it wasn't a prophet. It came in the image of an apostle, but it wasn't an apostle. And it was so strong that those who were called by God themselves was tricked. You're dealing with the 11th month of the year. You're dealing with the 11th month of, is this helping you on this morning? 
you're dealing with the 11th month of the year. And the number 11 means disorder. Now, if you're born in November, I'm not saying that you're a person of disorder. I'm not saying it because my mother-in-law, she's born in the month of November. And I'm not calling Miss Cookie Johnson a person of disorder. I'm not saying that. And I'm not calling you a person of disorder. Amen. <laughs> but prophetically, the number means disorder. Now, you can't help it what month you've been born in, bro. You just can't help that. I believe the anointing of God is on you to prosper, okay? <laughs> I'm going to say that quickly. But it also means the number of multiplication. Somebody say double, double. double. We used to have a saying that God would give you double for your what? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's a true saying. If you're prospering, if you're seeing some prosperity in this month, go ahead and make some noise. <laughs> that's right. You want to share your testimony? Again? Go ahead and you want the microphone? They got to hear this. They got to hear this. Go ahead.
<laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> right. She's Increase, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's right, yeah, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Hmm. So I'm 
Right. Right. That's right. That's right. You gotta let her know. Right. Right. That's right. That's right. See that? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. There you go. That's good. That's good. That's God. That's what that is. Wow. Yes. My mama. That's different. That's right. Mama. That's right. That's a relationship. That's right. See that? See that? That's right. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So hurt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, give a round of applause. Congratulations. <laughs> amen amen you see that god will bless you double for your what come on i told you that uh, prosperity follows a giver prosperity will always follow a giver an individual that doesn't hold things for themselves and you don't oftentimes see it right then amen you don't always see it happen right then but understand when you got the heart to give Without any obligation, you just got the heart to give. You got the heart to give to help people. And you genuinely got that heart. You may not see it right then, but eventually you will. Amen. Come on, give Nicole another round of applause. And, and more and more is going to come. 
more is going to come because you don't hold on to what God give you. So then you, becomes a, you become a storehouse. Amen? You become a storehouse. So the month of November is just not all Jezebel. God is also blessing double in this month. Amen? Double. Amen? Double. Double. Just He's just doubling you up. He's doubling you up. Amen? What hinders us from receiving the double is playing with that spirit. Entertaining that spirit. Sleeping with that spirit. Some of us are married, but ha have you ever been in a relationship with someone that you really thought, man, was it? You really thought that that was it, boy. This is it. Come to find out that person was a reptile. What was a reptile. Just wasn't what you thought that it would be. Let me show you what happens. The Bible declares that Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And after he fasted 40 days and after he fasted for 40 nights, the tempter came. But when the tempter came, the tempter did not tempt Jesus in an area that he didn't desire. The Bible says after that, after he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was what? He was hungry. So the tempter didn't come testing him with water. Because the Bible didn't say he was thirsty. The tempter didn't come testing him with a, a house. He wasn't seeking that. He was hungry. And when you're hungry, you want what? Food. So the tempter came and said, if you be who you say you are, then do this. He wanted Jesus to react. But Jesus responded. And the way he responded was this way. He said, for it is what? Written. Man should not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God Elijah didn't do that when Jezebel came to him with the word he should have matched the word with the word see that that's your one up your one up is not saying well then come do it then your one up is speaking what your father say but we can't speak what the father say because oftentimes we don't know what the father says so when the enemy comes, he comes to test you with your desires. And when you think that God knows your desires, tell your neighbor the enemy knows him too. The Bible calls the enemy the prince of the air. So when we say praises go up, blessing come down, then what is up is in the air. But you got an adversary that's right above your head that hears your prayers, that hears your desires. And the oftentimes, is this helping you on this morning? Oftentimes, the reason why that thing hasn't manifested in your life first or yet is taking it five years or it's taking it 15 years doesn't necessarily mean that you out the will of God. But it does mean that you got an adversary that's been fighting your prayers for 15 years. That could very well mean that you got a devil in the atmosphere that has been fighting your prayers for 10 years. And somebody said all of a sudden. Then all of a sudden now here comes the thing you've been desiring. All of a sudden now here comes the thing that you've been praying for. That's why it's important for you to not quit. 
That's why it's important for you to not stop just because you don't see it right away. It's important for you to not throw in the towel because it hasn't manifested yet. It's important for you to hold on to the word that God has placed inside of you. Because just because you haven't seen it matured in your life yet doesn't mean that you need to change address. It doesn't mean that you need to change location. It doesn't mean that you need to get out of that career. It doesn't mean that you need to do something different. It doesn't mean that you need to change your hair. It doesn't mean that you need to change your clothes. It doesn't mean that you need to change your name. It just means you need to hold fast to what God has spoken in your life. Wait, taste, and see that the Lord is what? Good, but if you move too soon because you don't see it happening in your life as quickly as it should. If you move too soon, there is a war. Thank you. There is a war that's going on above your head. And it doesn't mean that you're out of the will of God, but it does mean that you need to become more spiritually aware. Tell your neighbor you got to hold on to your faith. Holding on to your faith simply means holding on to that word that God has spoken in your life. You know what God has said to your life. You just need me to remind you, but I don't need to tell you. I don't need to stand before you and tell you some secret that only God told you. God spoke that to you. I'm just here just reminding you of whatever it was that God spoken into your life for you to understand that he is faithful and just for it to come to pass in your life. It's not the fact that God hasn't heard your prayer, but you do have an adversary that does not want you to prosper. You do have an adversary that does not want you to succeed. You do have an adversary that wants you to fail at every attempt in your life. And you've got to have faith to understand that it's not personal, but it is purposeful. You think that is personal. You think that is personal. You think that is personal because the doors are shutting in your face at times. You think it's personal because it seems like they're disappointing you or walking away from you. You're taking things way too personal. God don't want you to be wearing your emotions and feelings on your sleeve where everybody know you mad and upset. Tell your neighbor it ain't personal. But I promise you it's principle. He heard your prayer. He been heard your prayer. And when you thought that he wasn't fighting on your behalf is when you lost your hope. You lose your hope and you lose your faith when you think that you're all alone and ain't nobody fighting on your behalf because you can't physically see him. But the Bible declares this, that there are more with us than it is with Right there, there's a separation between the two. There are more on your side, but you think that there's less on your side because of the amount of people that you see. When you are transformed into the mind of God, you move from seeing things in the natural eye, then you begin to see things from the what? Spiritual eye. You begin to realize that just because I don't see the amount of physical people with me in the spirit, I got more on my side than what it is that I see. For we walk by faith and not by that's the difference and i'm trying not to get excited because i go over my time and i gotta let you go but that's why we think the way we think that's why we feel the way we feel that's why we look different it's not just because your degree makes you different or your money makes you different but it's the mindset let this mind that was in christ jesus be found where inside of you ask your neighbor who you're thinking like 
Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a small horn that was on the beast. The beast symbolized government. That's what the beast symbolized. A beast don't symbolize what Hollywood picks. A beast symbolized government. Say beast symbolized government. Yeah, yeah, beast is something powerful and very influential. It's there to bring order. It's there to bring you in oneness and one accord with each other. And the Bible says there were ten horns on the beast. But then there was a small horn that rose up among the ten. And this particular horn had eyes and it had mouth. And it was speaking blasphemous things to you, the church. While you're chasing success. You can also realize that you can chase success blindly. Think your success is lining up with God, but you are being influenced by the world. I told you that a famine is coming. I told you that, but you don't want to hear that. I told you that dry season is coming, but you don't want to hear that. You scared of that. But I told you that the next plague is going to be a plague of famine, but you don't want to hear that. Tell your neighbor you better hear it. Because that's where you need to put your money. <laughs> I, I just help you. While you're walking around fearful and afraid, you, you got to see opportunity. Where there's lack, you see what? Where there's lack, you see what? See, you don't get that, man. I'm, I'm trying to talk to some prosperity-minded people. I'm not trying to talk to poor-minded thinking people. Poor-minded thinking people think like the world. I'm trying to talk to those who understand God's prosperity. Where there's lack, there's prosperity. Where there's lack, there's opportunity. Where there's lack, there's promotion. But you don't want to go around the lack, so you really don't want to be promoted. But that's where God promotes you, in the lack. That's where God promotes you, in the famine. That's where God promotes you, in the dry season. Because he make you need it. You don't get that. I got to, I got to end my sister. See, we say we want to prosper. We say we want business. We say we want that. But the really, the, the, the biggest thing about it is you may, if, mm, folk who say they want to prosper, folk who say they want business, folk who say they want to be entrepreneurs, see, I'm really careful when I hear that. Because I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what spirit is driving that person. Is it the spirit of God or is it the spirit of Jezebel? Because the spirit of God will say that, yes, I'm going to prosper you because you are in the season of a famine. And I need you. The spirit of Jezebel will say, yeah, I'm going to prosper you because it's all about you. It's all about your vacation. And let me tell you something about wealthy people and rich people. They don't be taking all them vacation and going all out of town like the way you think they do. They're too busy to do that. They don't be on TikTok and they don't be on social media like the way you be on social media because they're too busy for that. And in fact, wealthy people got folk doing that for them. They got people keeping them up what's going on in the world. They don't have time for that. Tell your neighbor, I don't got time for that. I can't tell you what's going on on Channel 5 because I ain't got time for that. I can't tell you what this person posts on TikTok because I ain't got I'm too busy. Jesus was so busy about doing the work of God that even the parents lost him. The parents had to go around and find him for days and Jesus said, why you look, been looking for me? I was about my father's. So even the church is business. Oh, you don't think it's business? I'm about God's business. I'm not for I'm about God's business. 
Churches are what? But we're so poor minded that the only thing we see from the church is let me take from the church. Let me take from the church. Let me take from the church. There's a time to take and there's a time to what? Give. There's a time to sow. There's a time to what? Reap. Are, are y'all getting this? The reason why, and I have to leave you now, the reason why November is so dangerous because most people fail in the month of January. Most people fail in the month of February. Most people fail in the month of March, right? Because they fail in the month of November. See, these two months that you're dealing with has nothing to do with Santa Claus. I know, I'm sorry. If you ain't told your kids no different, well, let me help you. Time for you to free yourself from that mess anyway. The, 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 the thing is, December don't have nothing to do with Santa Claus, but it's prophetic because in the month of December, it deals with order. Did you not know that Jesus had 12 disciples and out of the 12, one, one caused disorder? One, you saw just what happened with this young lady. What happened to cause what? Disorder. Don't you understand? You've seen it. What happened with the young lady? It automatically got your mind off God to get your mind on the scene to cause what? Disorder. We should have been praying openly. We should have been praying openly. We should have been praying openly. But we didn't do that. What the first thing we did? We ran to. We are so easy. I'm distracted and trying to figure out why the enemy is in our children, why the enemy is in our relationship, why the enemy is in your health, why the enemy is in your mind, why are you walking around suicidal, why are you walking around depressed, filled with frustration, that's not, you can't call yourself a child of God and taking on these kind of images, you're easily distracted. You distracted with events, you distracted with the crowd, you distracted on the, on the norm. It's not normal for what happened with this child. But that was a distraction. But I'm not amazed. You know why I'm not amazed? Because I'm in November. And you can't get 22 without 11. You can't get 33 without 11. You can't get 44 without 11. You can't get 55 without 11. You can't get 99. Do you not understand the prophetic power of the number 11? Jesus said, will I not leave the 99 to go find the what? One and you can't get 99 without getting what? 11. It is not the will of God for us to remain 11, but it is the will of God for us to remain 12. To be what? Whole. So therefore Judas betrayed him. And Judas was among the 12. But then because Judas was a man of disorder, he caused the 12 to be 11. Is it not 12 months in the year? Is it not 12 constellations? You got 12 constellations with the sun. I'm getting too heavy for y'all. I understand. You got 12 constellations with the sun that's right in the middle. You had 12 tribes. So can't you see that the number 11 means to cause disorder in your life? They come like they match your desire. They come like they match the very thing you've been hoping to God for all of these years. They come that way. They come matching. They come looking. But there is something very small and minute in it 
that you oftentimes miss because you're looking at the big picture. You're looking because he come like a knight in shining armor. You look because she come just switching just like your beauty queen. But then, yeah, it looked like it's authentic. Yeah, it looks like it's right. But there's a missing piece. And we missed the missing piece, just like we walk in downtown Charleston. I preached many years ago about the little foxes that spoils the vine of faith. Now, yeah, we walking downtown, and I love the way cowboy boots. I just ain't warm in a little while because this old toe of mine. But every once in a while, I like, ooh, I throw me some cowboy boots and some nice jeans. Don't, don't and, and a nice old t-shirt. I'm from Shulerville, man. That's what we do. And every once in a while, I'm walking downtown Charleston, and one of the back of the hill. Y'all, y'all, y'all know how them roads and them streets are in downtown. It get hooked on something, and then I trip up, and I got the look back because I didn't see it. Oftentimes we trip up in life over the small things but I won't fall in a pothole because I see that and I move out the way. But when it comes to the small things in life that's the very thing that's causing us to become distracted. That's the very thing that's causing us to be unfruitful. That's the very thing that's causing us to miss the mark. It is not the big things in life. It's the small things that we go to ignore. Yeah, you know what? I know your little cell phone ain't up for $45 and you can catch that up on the back end. But you don't understand. You done going a month and that $45 done double. You ain't paying it no attention because you bring home more than $45 a month. Now it's two months. Now it's three months. Now you're ready to buy a house and you've gone 10 years and disregard Verizon. You've gone 10 years and disregard T-Mobile. You done gone 10 years and disregard that little bill that had fit your budget and now you that same little Verizon that you went 10 years to ignore is the very thing that's dinging your credit. And now you're looking stupid and crazy in them people's office trying to I pay my bills on time, but yeah, but go back 10 years ago when you've been distracted over the small things in life. Y'all see that? The number 11. The number 11. It looks like it's the truth. But if you just watch it long enough, you'll see that it's a distraction. So the devil will always present to you what you desire first. Yeah, you will. That's why you don't, you don't, in negotiation, I learned, because I've messed up a lot of money. In negotiation, you don't ever bite off the first thing. You, you say, well, let me think about it. And we're going to pay you $170,000 a year. And you're only making fifty. You're only making fifty, but they say they're going to pay you $170,000. You know what? Man, I'm going to get that. But no, no, just wait a minute. What do you mean? I can't let this hit go past. Boy, you must not understand, boy. All I'm getting paid is $35,000 a year. And them people going to pay me one hundred seventy. I'm taking that. But you don't know the people really want to pay you two hundred twenty-five. What you should have told them is, can you give me a day to think about it? <laughs> huh? So then we bite at the first thing that we see because we're afraid to lose. I'm tired of being lonely. I've been lonely for too long. So I bite at the first thing I see. Bite at the first opportunity. Son, there's going to be many colleges come your way. Don't bite at the first one. They want you. Tell your neighbor don't bite at it. Tell your neighbor don't bite at it. So this month is very serious. These messages may not be the messages that you are accustomed of me preaching. 
But I'm telling you that if you're going to win in January, if you're going to win in this upcoming year in February and destroy the month of March, you better get it right in the month of November. Because Satan is coming with a message that appears to be right. He's coming with prophetic word that tickles your ear. That tells you all about your desires and tells you all about your wishes and your hopes and dreams. And while the enemy gets you locked solely on that, he's destroying your children. Destroying your life. But somebody ought to say the devil is a liar. Somebody ought to say the devil is a liar. You can beat the enemy at his game when you know how to play chess. The enemy over here playing chess while you over here playing Uno. The enemy over here playing chess while you still trying to learn checkers. The enemy over here playing chess while you playing Nintendo and, and, and all of this stuff. And he's strategizing himself around your house. Strategizing himself around your bank account. Strategizing himself around your health. Are you getting this? Take off the makeup. Spiritually. Take it all. Spiritually. Stop hiding. Take it all. Take all of that all. But we say come as you are. That means come naked before him. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. If you can't stand to look at yourself in the mirror with no clothes on, then I'm going to tell you right there, there's a problem. Test yourself. You don't want to see yourself, so you, boy, let me go get some clothes to put on. Then that's telling you something in it. When you're embarrassed of your own self, when you're always looking at something and say, I need to change this here. That's why people change their identity. It's not because they got the freedom and the luxury. They change their identity because they hate who they are. So then they change themselves. That's no right and that's no privilege. That's a person that's battling with themselves. They hate themselves so much. They're hurting so much. You see it through your school. They're hurting, man, so much that they say, I'd rather be. I don't have the, the courage to take myself out. I don't have. Don't you know changing your identity is the next, is the next, is the, is, I'm trying, I'm trying to give you revelation. Changing your identity is the is the step down from suicide. The only reason why the person never committed suicide, true, I ain't talking about attempting because you're playing with it. I'm talking about doing it. It's only because the person too afraid. They don't have that courage to do that. Don't, don't, don't tell me because we work in that field. You understand? So then, so then, so then, 
What's the brand that's not the generic brand? What they call it? Huh? Off brand, but knockoff brand. So the knockoff brand to suicide is I'm just going to change my identity. Y'all ain't never looked at it that deep. Y'all ain't never seen it that deep in it. That's the knockoff brand. So because I don't have the courage to take myself out, because I know God ain't going to forgive that, right? That's, that's what they think. God ain't going to forgive that. But you know God will forgive this. So we playing with God. But a person will take their life the same way that a person will change their identity because they don't like themselves. It's the same thing that a person caking up their face with makeup. All in the same category. But I'd rather see a person's beauty. I got a, a fat nose. <laughs> oh man, it is what it is. Ain't nobody wear this nose like I wear it. That's why God give me it. <laughs> I say that because my wife always laugh at her nose. But but the thing about it, I met my wife with, with, with her nose, right? <laughs> But my mama got a funny nose like that, too. I say funny nose. <laughs> I got a funny nose, too. You ever see my nose from the side? Look at it. And please, Zoe, you got the same thing. Don't even play with it. Your nose look like a little basketball on the end. My mama got the same nose. I get it from my mama. Now don't laugh at me, because that means you laughing at my mama. We're going to fight. Hey, man, I'm going to let you go. The sole purpose of today's message is to show you the prophetic of this year, of this month. That you're going to have to be careful. A true message from God should point. There she come. Huh? There she come. I see her. Boy, I can see well. There she come. Come on in here, Danielle. Now, obviously, she got Starbucks, so she got something she's drinking on, so she is healed. Somebody say, Danielle is healed. Danielle is healed. <laughs> 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 uh, what you drinking, Danielle? All right, there you go. <laughs> amen, amen. You see, the whole point is, even what transpired with Danielle, Okay, it's a distraction. I've never seen that happen to Danielle. Danielle, Danielle ain't never, ain't, that ain't never happened. Never happened. But why all of a sudden in this month that happened? Don't tell me that God didn't give me a prophetic word. Then how all of a sudden that happened? Why didn't it happen in October? Why didn't it happen in September? Why didn't it happen in August? I asked her, did that ever happen? She said, no. Why now? It's a sign to bear witness of the word that's coming forth. Of what the month of November is. It's the month of disorder. And everything that's in disorder causes you to become distracted. And Satan don't. See, Satan is so tricky, man. He, don't, he will never come. He will never hurt you. He will never, ever, he will never hurt you with someone that's not close to you. 
The reason why he'll come in the form of your mother, he'll come in the form of your father, he'll come in the form of your brother, sister, cousin, or anyone that's deemed close in your life that has made an impact in your life. You know why? Because you trust him with all your heart. And mama never hurt me. Daddy will never hurt me. My sister will never hurt me. My church will never hurt me. My pastor will never hurt me. Because a stranger can never hurt you like what a family can. So Jesus helped you with that. He says, who is my brother, my sister, and my mother? He said, the ones that will do the will of my father, those are my mother, brother, and sisters. <laughs> Disorder. As I close, I want you to be very careful in this month. I want you to have a spiritual eye. I want you to begin to prepare for January because you're going to see it. I want you to begin to prepare for February. If you struggle in January of this year, you, won't, you should not struggle in 2022. If you struggle in February of being focused and consistent, you shouldn't have that kind of struggle in 22. If you lost your hope in the month of March, tell your neighbor you shouldn't have that problem in 22. You shouldn't have learned enough in 2021. You shouldn't have seen enough evidence and sign in, in this year for you to understand what you can do, what you should do, and what you're supposed to do, and what you will do. When December 31st hit, and it's on its way, your energy level should be ready and up through the roof. There should be no hindrance nowhere in your life. You shouldn't have no New Year's resolution. You should understand that I am the solution. Matter of fact, say that. I am say it again. You got to hear words as we close to point you into your destiny to remove stones and obstacles and, and boulders and rocks and, and pitfalls and potholes in your life. Giving you the insight of the seasons and the times that you're living in. Satan is going to bring your desires to you first. Be careful to don't bite that fruit. Let the apple change color first. He will always bring it to you. Premature. got that it's a blessing it is a blessing it is a blessing it is a blessing but the reason why it's not God because it's premature that's why it looks like it it is a blessing are you understanding that it is a blessing I don't know if we can. I gotta go it is a blessing it is the blessing. The only issue is, it's out of season. So if you wait, it's going to come in the right season. Let us stand if you can. If you can't stand, I'll understand. Amen? Amen. I know y'all got to go. Y'all have to get, go ahead. Amen. 
This is what we're dealing with. The makeup artist. Did this bless you? Did you receive revelation? The prophetic word of God speaks to the seasons and times. That's the kind of word we need. That's the kind of word I needed. I needed to hear a word when I was going to churches and I was seeking to hear preachers and pastors. When, and when you're young, man, we're all young in here, right? I mean, you know, if you're in your 40s, man, even if nowadays 65 is young, man. you in that age group, then, then you're dreaming. So that means you have to have a word. How many entrepreneurs we have in here? Wow, practically the whole church in it. So when you are an entrepreneur, man, listen to me. When you are an entrepreneur, do you not realize that you have to hear messages that deals with the seasons and times? Because you can mess around and you can move out of season and time. You don't have time to hear messages about Moses just taking a rod and hitting the water. You don't need to hear another Easter message. You don't need to hear another Christmas carol message. You got to hear messages that shift you. And it's important to have a man or woman of God in your life that can understand the seasons and the times, y'all. That you don't have to have a meeting with me, a personal meeting with me. You can sit right there in that seat and get that message. You got that? Now, everybody should be on guard this month. Everybody should be on guard this month. Everybody should be watching. The Bible says watch and what? Discern the opportunities that's going to come your way. Discern your friendships. Satan is listening to you because even when you sleep, you mutter, you, you, I said mutter, but you utter things. Who was the child that spoke in tongue while he was sleeping? Was you? You. That's a sign that you speak more clear when you're sleeping because you don't get in your way. That's, that was the sign. Don't always give it to me right then, but he does. There are some blessings that you've received in your life through your sleep. While you were yet sleeping, the angel of the Lord granted you that request. While you were yet sleeping, you went to sleep with it on your mind. And you started speaking while you were sleeping. And he granted your request. Because during that time, you couldn't get in the way. You couldn't get in the way. Do you understand? Let us pray. 
Father, I thank you. For there are so many things that I want to share with these, your precious people. But I know that our war is with time. For oftentimes it appears that we don't have enough time to share these secret things of you. I am so glad, God, that I have matured in such of a way that I can understand your seasons and your times. For I see that your people are being blessed because they are hearing the message of the seasons and times. So now they know how to pray to you in season. They know how to receive from you in season. They have become and they have learned how to become true farmers indeed. They know how to plant the right seed in the right season. And they know how to use the right seed in the right season to match its time. Dear God, yes, we are living in the season now. We are living in the time of the double. Well, Satan, our adversary, will come. He has come. And he comes in an image that's not true. But I thank you for your spirit of discernment that can pierce the heart of the untruth to pull out what's truth. For we understand that you cannot get untruth out of truth. But you can get the truth out of untruth. Yeah. We thank you, God. We thank you for protecting Daniel. Yeah. What the enemy thought was going to be a distraction was not a distraction. It actually lined up with your word. Father, I thank you for everything good that has happened in our life for we will get out of this month and understand the power of the number 12 as we mature through the number 11 yeah knowing that the number 11 will point us in the true direction of January February and March let us not grow weary in this month, but let us yearn to understand your guidance in this month. Let us yearn to understand your truth in this month. And let us reap the reward together. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Were you blessed today? Are you sure? Or are you saying that because I say it? <laughs> or are you saying that because you're hungry? <laughs> Amen. Before we are dismissed, I want us to really bless the house on this morning. Amen. Amen. If you can bless the house on this morning, by faith, I want you to bless the house on this morning. Amen. I'm believing that something good is going to happen with us here. I, I believe that before we leave here, that God is going to expand us greatly here. I really believe that. I believe we got favor here. That's what I'm really believing. I know we do. But I also believe that there's some land out there for us. I, I oftentimes like to share what I, what's in this head of mine. And I, I see us going out there in the country. I love to talk to visionaries. I see us going out there in the country like Harleyville. Ain't nobody in here from Harleyville, are you? Your mama's from Harleyville? Okay. Out there in the Harleyville area. And we're going to buy some land. Ain't know what we're going to do? We're going to plant a garden. We're going to plant a garden. And we're going to feed people. Would that be something good? What you think? Yeah? I mean, it don't got to be two acres and three acres. It's just maybe an, an acre, you know? Now, I'm not a farmer, so I'm not going to, I can't 
I'm just not gonna be able to do that. Them gnats and stuff, I I can't. I just can't. I'm from the country, but I can't handle that, man. You know, so maybe we're gonna have to hire somebody. I don't know, but I, you know, I'm looking. That been in my heart to buy some land, just to buy some land, man, and just grow a garden and have our own store, have our own store, have our own grocery store. You know, you think you think we could do something like that? That's 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 big. Later on, maybe we get some. Uh, you know, I don't eat the pig, so we gonna we gonna skip the pig. How many of y'all eat pig? Y'all ain't gonna raise your hand. I know y'all eat that hog. Don't be playing with me. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Once you have your giving and, and your donations, amen, then we'll bless the house. I think you, you we can also do it with the uh, cash app. Mark Kitty, you got something? No? Oh, okay, okay. No, I just saw you had something in your hand, amen. So, okay, some kids. And we're gonna be re- we, we're gonna be starting. Oh, I better not say that because I got to meet with you first. Man. I got to meet y'all first. Okay, so I ain't going to say that. Amen. All right. Okay. Is, is, is everybody ready? Is everybody ready? I don't want to miss nobody. The makeup artist. Do we have any makeup artists in here? You know? No? Okay. No no makeup artist? Okay. Cool. We see in the country paint the face. We got any folk in here that paint the face? Well, that's what the Bible said. The Bible said paint the face. Amen. I don't want you to think that wearing makeup is wrong. So I don't want nobody to come in here next Sunday and your face just look dry like you need lotion. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with makeup. Amen. But it's the intent of how you wear it. Amen. All right. All right. All right. I don't want to miss no one. Amen. I don't want to miss no one. Amen. Amen. Bless God. Amen. If every heart has given, then we're going to pray over it, and then we shall be dismissed. Amen. Father God, I thank you for every hand, every farmer in this place. I thank you for every farmer, God. Those are the individuals that goes out and they sow seed. I thank you for them. Father, I ask you to increase their life supernaturally. Father, knowing that supernaturally means getting you involved. I thank you, God, for you are already involved in their life. Let them see increase like never before. Let them have the resources that they need. So much resources, God, that they have no more care or desire for prosperity. They don't even care about it anymore, Father, because it's overflowing in their life. It becomes habitual. It's a habit now to prosper, like they breathe air. Let their cup run over so much, Father, that it just provoked them to find folk who are in need to give. And through that, we can combat poverty. We can combat diseases and we can combat sicknesses and illnesses. We can combat a poor educational system. It will not come through the hand of man government, but it will come through the hands of your children. We can combat wicked and crooked politicians. We can combat those who are looking for vote just to get in the seats for for power. Since money influences the world, I'm asking you, God, then give your people much resources, for they are your children. And there you'll take your seat. In Jesus' name, we pray. Let the church shout amen. Amen. 
All right, all right, repeat this after me. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We are dismissed. Amen. All right, before y'all go, pick this up ASAP. ASAP. ASAP.